Amen. It's your neighborhood preacher in the house. I definitely needed to get the word in uh, today. Hopefully you did. God bless all of you, wherever you are. I'm in a neighborhood near you. And you could catch me flying by representing Jesus. Celebrating uh, May 1st today, 2021. Celebrating my 18th year wedding anniversary. And when I say I'm lucky to be alive, I'm lucky to be a husband, lucky to be a father. Uh, that is no understatement. It is the truth. And uh, really what I'm trying to do is step out into... Uh, uh, this uh, ministry that uh, that I have, this tool that I'm able to use, uh, hopefully that you can benefit from it. Hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, you enjoy uh, either my presence, my my uh, way that I articulate um, uh, God's word to you, and, uh, and I believe and I'm praying that uh, the anointing on my life will definitely make an impact in yours. So listen, as your neighborhood preacher, I always tell you, stay up, stay prayed up. Um, I think that is uh, like water to a fish. I'm constantly praying. It doesn't mean I'm praying the right things. I know that the Lord is constantly uh, um, showing me, teaching me, and that's what he does, right? So uh, what I'm doing is uh, I'm killing uh, two birds with one here. I am doing my podcast recording at the same time. I am doing my live session that way uh, I can maximize what I have. And I just believe that the neighborhood preacher does those kind of things. Listen, today I want to just real quickly, I want to interject uh, some of the word of God to you. And I got a question for you. I want to know, can God turn it around? It's a good question. Can God turn it around? Well, neighborhood preacher, you don't really understand what situation I'm in. You're right, but he does. See, the amazing thing is uh, Jesus became sin for us, the Bible says. And the Bible tells us that he became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God through Christ. And so what we understand is that Jesus became sin for us and he became like common man God in the flesh, so that he could relate to us. So we could understand that there was nothing that we could not overcome through Christ Jesus, our Lord. When he becomes your savior, he saves you from that sin, hell, death, and the grave. You are no longer under the law of sin and death, but now under life and peace and Christ Jesus. So can God turn it around? Depending on your situation, I wouldn't say so. That's how you think. Depending on my situation, mm, not likely. Let me tell you something. God can turn any situation around. But it's us that have little faith. And I think one of my favorite passages in the Bible is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And it tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that the more 
of the word that we hear, the more faith begins to come. And we know that we cannot please God without faith. In saying that, I'll say it again. Can God turn your situation around? I think he can. Yes, he will. And I believe it. The thing is, do you believe it? Do you believe that God can turn your family around? Turn your marriage around? Turn your life around? Turn your finances around? And some people would say, well, man, there he goes. He's already twisting the gospel. Wait a minute, my friends. I'm not talking to you about the gospel right now. I'm asking you, can God turn it around? I believe he can. I believe Jesus can turn around anything he wants to. According to his will and purpose, God will turn it around. So my question is, let's take your life. Put it in front of the magnifying glass. Put it on the scales right now of life. And ask yourself, can God turn your situation around? I want to look in, in Mark chapter 4. That's where we're going to take a look here. In Mark chapter 4 and verse 35 through 41. And this is what we see here. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So this is what Jesus is saying. They're in the boat. He's with his disciples. And he says, let's cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, so he took his disciples away from the crowd. They left the multitude. And they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. Say the other little boats. <laughs> and a great windstorm arose. You see, it sounds like life. There's many windstorms that begin to arise. It says, a great windstorm began to arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, on a pillow. You see, a lot of people will make fun of you when you're resting. A lot of people say, you got to be on the go. You got to be on the go. You got to be on the go. I beg to differ. I like to be like Jesus on the boat, up at the stern, sleeping on a pillow. Why? Because when you get your rest, you're most effective. Well, get your rest. Eh, you don't know my output and I don't know yours. So therefore, we see that Jesus is tired. He's sleeping. Sounds like us. We get tired. We sleep. We're cruising through life. And there's got to be this great windstorm that arises. These punk waves, they got to step up. They got to beat into our boat. We're trying to sleep at the stern. And it says he slept on a pillow. They put some emphasis on that. And I love that part because I love pillows. And they awoke him and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? 
Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the sea. And he said, peace, be still. Like peace, man, be still. Can God turn your situation around? We see here that Jesus was sleeping. They wake him up. He gets up from his sleep. He rebukes the wind. He says, peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they that feared exceedingly said to one another, who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Who is this great God that we serve? Who is his son, Jesus, that through him, he can say, peace, be still to the windstorms in our life. No matter what you're facing right now, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you are enduring, no matter what is making you struggle and what's pulling you down, what's heavy, what's causing you to be tired, what might even be causing you to have a lack of faith. Jesus is still the same person that can rebuke that situation and say, peace, be still. I want you to know that Jesus can and will turn your situation around if you would not be fearful, if you would grab a hold of your faith, if you would believe God to do something. I know he can do it. He's done it in my life. And as a testimony, the neighborhood preacher is here to tell you that God can turn your situation around. How much will you believe him? Will you keep believing the negative report? Will you keep believing the people and the naysayers and the haters and the people that aren't going anywhere or the same direction that you're supposed to go anyways? Are you going to still believe people that have never been where you've gone or going where you're going for direction, they can't possibly do it. But Jesus can. Are you struggling? You're in a situation right now where you even feel like you've given up inside of your heart. It could be your marriage. It could be places in your home. It could be arena in your life. God can turn that situation around. There's proof. These are the written scriptures, the stories that bring faith to us, that tell you that God can still do what he did then. Jesus almost rebuked the disciples. He said, what's going on with you guys? Why are you so fearful? Do you have no faith? See, when we're in fear, whether no matter what the situation is, when we're in fear, there is no faith. The Bible says that perfect love, like God's, cast out all fear. The Bible says that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. If you're not experiencing love, power, and a sound mind, rebuke those demons the same way Jesus rebuked the windstorm. Suicide, depression, oppression, division, confusion. Rebuke those things in Jesus' mighty name. Please God with your faith. Stand against the windstorm like Jesus did and say, peace be still. I'm not trying to have this. This is not God's will for my life. Look at Mark chapter 11. Verses 
20 through 24, it says, Now in the morning as they passed, they saw a fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. This is where Jesus and his disciples are passing. Peter remembers when they passed this fig tree, it had no fruit on it. Jesus was hungry when he passed it and he cursed this tree and it died and withered up. And Peter, remembering what Jesus did, said, look, Jesus, this is the tree that you cursed and it's withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Jesus is right there. They see the tree that he cursed and now is withered. And Peter brings it to his remembrance in the midst of the team. And Jesus gives them the secret, the answer, the only thing me and you need to focus on. He says, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And during these times of great teachers and the Pharisees and, and, and those that uh, were spiritual leaders that, bring, that brought great answers to impossible problems. That was a saying back then. It was, it was a saying rooted up of the mountains, like God can do that. And, 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 and great leaders uh, were, were kind of looked at that way. And Jesus wasn't saying literally that if you pray to your mountain or, or, or a physical mountain that it would be removed. He's, he's saying that, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. If you and I pray and you're in a situation you're in a storm in life. Can God turn it around is the question. If you pray according to God's will, that is his word. If you're not in his word, there's no way you're going to know what God's will is for your life. But the spirit of God knows the will of God. We don't have to figure out the mind of God for the spirit already knows the mind of God and that spirit dwells inside me and you. And when we pray, if we would believe, if you believe it's for your family to be saved, don't you believe that that's God's will? If you believe it's for you to be healed, don't you believe that that's God's will? If you believe that you're supposed to prosper for his name's sake, all of it is so that we would Preach and reach those that have not heard the gospel. Whatever area in your life you want to see God turn it around, it will be for the furthering of his gospel. You want to leave out the gospel? I don't know what to tell you, but I can tell you this. When you return to the Lord in prayer, no matter what you're facing, and you know that what you're facing is not God's will for your life. He will turn it around. I want to encourage you today because I know he will. He's done it time and time again for my life. God can turn it around because he's God. God can do anything. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the master and the king of the universe. And I really want to stress to you 
that God can turn it around. God can take you in a place where you're at where you feel dead. You you don't feel like you're alive in him anymore. You don't feel enthusiastic. You don't feel passionate uh, uh, about God anymore. You feel like you failed him. You feel like you're guilty. You feel like you've strayed away. Listen, God can turn that around because that's his will. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. I want you to see the word of God is powerful. I hope I'm encouraging you today. That's what I'm designed to do. And it says, and we know that some things work together for the good of those that love God. N-n-n-n-n. No, that's not what my Bible says. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good of those that love God to those who are called according to his purpose. My friends, are you called according... To his purpose. I know you are. I know you are. The Bible says that God wishes that no man should perish. You are called according to God's purpose. All things work together. Poverty. Destruction. Envy, strife, all of it. Famine, sickness, all of it. He may not be the author of it, but all of those things work together for the good of those that are called according to his purpose and love him. Do you love him? I believe you do. Remember what Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my word. We're going to fail, my friends. But the Bible also tells us that he, God is made strong in our weakness, in our humility, in our failures. You need to be reminded of that. Can God turn it around? Well, let's look at Genesis chapter 50. And this is where Joseph has his Gets, gets to go for a ride along as his brothers sail him away. They're jealous of him. They don't receive him and the gift and the call of God that's on his life. They would rather see him depart. So they sell him. God ends up turning that situation around and now he's in a great place of authority. And Genesis chapter 50, verses 19, Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. Or, I'm sorry. He says, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? Meaning a question. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Mm, Hallelujah. God can turn your situation around. And what was meant for evil against you, God can make it for good. You need to claim that over your life. You need to speak that over your life. And you need to believe that. What was meant for evil? What you guys meant for evil? In that situation, in that relationship, in that place, in this time in life. What was meant for evil, God can make for good. God can turn all things around. And in order 
to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. The same ones that tried to kill him, the same ones that sold him, sold him out. You will be the same one that provides and speaks kindly to them. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And I want you to know something right now. He's not done with you. I tried to be done with the things of God. I actually tested God. I renounced God. I walked away from him. And I never deserved his grace again. But his love and his mercy drew me back. His love for me is what caused me to be here again today. God loves you. He loves you beyond your sin. But he already paid the price for it. Quite frankly, I believe God is probably tired of us continuing to trample the blood that Jesus spilled underfoot and take it for granted. God wants to do amazing things in your life. And if you would just believe, he can do above and beyond all that you think or can imagine. This is your neighborhood preacher. Can God turn it around? Say yes. I know he can. Stay up, stay prayed up. And until next time, much love.